morning, everyone, and welcome back to The Horse Fix, where you can get your weekly horse fix and, perhaps, fix your horse at the same time. I'm Sandy Holt, and I'm coming to you from Winter Haven Ranch in Aubrey, Texas, Horse Country, USA. Today, I want to talk to you about setting equestrian goals and how, by doing so, you can improve your horsemanship while also improving your horse. So let's get started. I actually got an email just the other day from a lady in Montana, and she was asking me about goal setting. She said she didn't have the first clue as to how to begin thinking on those terms and where to go with it and how to achieve them. So I thought this would be a good time to talk about it. In my book, Rain Dancing, I do talk about equestrian goals. It's, uh, I believe it's the first chapter, actually. It's on page 12, and it's called Developing Your Equestrian Goals. And I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs. I was sitting in my car at a stop sign one day and happened to look over to see a father teaching his son to shoot a basketball. As lofty and unrealistic as it seemed to me, this three-foot boy was aiming for a ten-foot hoop. The basketball dwarfed his small hands. Nevertheless, he lined his toes up with a white mark on the pavement and delivered his best shot. The boy was far from sinking the ball. But as he ran to retrieve it for another go, I heard him yell out enthusiastically, I'm getting closer, Dad. I've always been intrigued and a bit envious of kids who have limitless dreams. And at that moment, as I watched this pocket-sized boy, it struck me that it would behoove adults to look at their goals in a more childlike way, seeking their highest choice and aligning their world accordingly. After all, Even Michael Jordan was once three feet tall. So that was the first couple paragraphs in that chapter. At any rate, it's obvious to me that people that are successful create goals. They have a target. They shoot their arrow toward that target. Without a target, your arrow just goes into wherever. Putting it out there in front of you, I think, is a very important thing to do. You know, goal setting is such an important element in the discovery of your full potential as an equestrian. Goals help you focus. They establish that direction that you want to head, and they give you something to shoot for. Long-term goals identify your true desires and inspire you to go the distance. Short-term goals keep you honest about your work. They offer a way to measure your success and your progress. And as you micromanage your quest and achieve the small goals, you obtain that self-confidence needed to continue the journey. The best way to get started with your goal-making is to recognize that you are already a goal achiever. You've chosen something that you love, horses, and have achieved your dream of being involved with them. Even if you don't own a horse, even if you've never ridden a horse, you're a goal achiever already by listening to this podcast. Every little increment of reaching your desired destination 
is achieving a goal. The fact that you have aligned possibility with passion proves you are worthy for success. So congratulations on that. And, you know, keep going. Don't quit. I think it's important that you identify the type of horseman that you want to be. So ask yourself a couple of questions. First of all, how involved do you want to be with your horse? Are you wanting to be soulmates with your horse? Are you wanting to be athletic partners with your horse? Just how involved do you want to be? And how much time can you spend with your horse? Are you one of those people that make every minute count during the day, never have downtime? Can you fit in and squeeze in your horse as part of your lifestyle? How much money can you afford to spend on your horse? That will make a big difference as to how you will set your goals. Some parts of the horse world are very expensive and some aren't. And how well does your horse's potential, his confirmation, his breed, his training, match your agenda? It's important to realize that you have to be realistic with your goal setting. Even though I talk about making lofty goals and reaching for the highest star, you still must be realistic. So once you've given thought to those questions, I think it will better equip you to make achievable goals. However, you know, you may need to make some changes in your lifestyle before moving on. Be mindful that there are things that are out of your control. Consider your age and your health. Those must be added to your equation. Also, your personal and business lifestyles, which will affect your availability of time and money. And then think about the things that are in your control. Your love for horses. Your tenacity. Your level of competitive nature. Your personal views and your value systems. All of those will give further dimension to the development of your goals. Most important, remember that you are the author of your goal. You have the authority to rewrite the script at any time. And only you have the power to hold on to your story, edit it, expand it, or let it go. I believe, and I've always had this as a mantra, that if it is to be, it's up to me. Now, I do believe that everyone needs help, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the goal setting starts with you. It's from the inside out. So, from the inside, begin your goal setting by mentally playing out possible scenarios. Don't be afraid to search your mind and your desires that seem somewhat far-fetched. Ask yourself this. What would I decide to do if I knew that I would not fail? You know, that's one of the hardest things for people to do is to actually identify their true desires. And then take the time to write down your dream and use detail in your description. For instance, instead of writing down, I want to become a better writer. Perhaps rather write, I want to learn how to sidepass my horse, and, or, I want to learn how to slide stop, or I want to learn how to change leads, or I want to learn to ride my horse with cadence and balance, things like that. So hold on to that unedited version until you have gained, through experience, knowledge that will help you to either upgrade, scale it down, or change it altogether. 
even if you believe your original goal to be somewhat outrageous, I think you should stick with the process of obtaining it for at least 30, maybe even 60 days. And during that time, you will receive valuable information that will begin to surface. And you will have the opportunity to view your horse's potential as well as realize your own strengths and weaknesses. In addition, during that time, you will have a chance to check in with your personal desire and assess its value to you. Now, if you find problems within the first 30 days, resist the urge to quit. Equally, do not ignore bad situations. If you do have some things that are problems for you, before you quit on them, try implementing some actions. For example, what I do is I I step back away from the challenge and look at it with a, a realistic attitude. I examine the specific steps to obtain the solution. And then, once I've done that, I generate a plan. And also, I get help. Getting help is a very important element of achieving your goals. We all need help. It's not meant to be a one-man show. So if you do all of those things, you may find yourself actually upgrading your goal. You never know. You can train your brain to look at the big picture as a composite of several smaller ones. But do this only after you have identified and conceived a detailed design of the big picture. Sometimes it helps to visualize your ultimate goal. Uh, For example, when I was vying for the world championship for reigning, I would visualize myself actually being handed the, the world champion trophy and how I felt about it and, and, uh, just kind of kept that in my mind as I worked through the smaller incremental goals of the tasks at hand to get to that scene where I'm being handed the trophy. And, you know, it worked, I guess. I've won the world championship a few times now, so it helped me anyway. Some people don't find it easy to visualize, but I do, so it helps me a lot. But if you have trouble visualizing, then think back at a time when you were successful at a childhood goal. For example, riding the bicycle. Think back and remember how it felt the first time that your parent or whoever helped you let go of that bicycle and you actually kept it balanced and your hands weren't wobbly and you kept your pedals moving in a nice cadence and and how great it felt that you were free and on your own. So that was, you know, you had that goal and you achieved it and you probably don't even recognize that at this day. Or the first time you learned to actually drive on your own. Just remembering those moments is crucial, I think, in developing your adult goals. You know, at the time, they seemed impossible, but there you had it eventually. And I'm sure you thought of giving up more than once. You gained a new sense of freedom and confidence. You felt happy with yourself. Now, take that memory and put your positive emotion to work. I think it's important also to say that to continue your goal development you need to organize a list of supporting goals, or I call them important building blocks. They are just as worthy of imaginative detail as the main goal. Say your main goal is riding on a trail ride with a group of friends. 
One of your building block goals may be to ride in the arena first in the controlled environment with several other horses. And visualize how you would keep your focus when other horses are passing by or getting faster than you want to travel. Where will you place your rein hand? Where will you put your legs? How will you settle your horse down when he gets excited? These are important to your life as the biggest dream because it, it represents the essence of who you are now and the beginning of a new story for you and your horse. So it's through the development and accomplishments of your building block goals that you're able to define your own reality. So following this incremental approach, you will find your happiness with the success of one goal at a time. The key is to align your building blocks and your highest objectives with purpose and passion. And remember earlier I said this, and it's very worth repeating, take possibility and combine it with passion, and you will achieve your goal. You can see that, you know, it's the incremental goals are important because they can keep your long-term goal from becoming an overwhelming ordeal. One goal at a time, or how do we eat an elephant one bite at a time, it becomes less overwhelming. When you successfully get enough of the pieces put together to recognize part of the image, you are inspired to move on. Learning to write is like this. Just as learning to play tennis or football or soccer, come to think of it, organizing a podcast it's one episode at a time. Now, if you think you should set your sights low just to be on the safe side, your aim will never bring about complete happiness. Mary Kay Ash, the American businesswoman and founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics, said this, If you think you can't, you're right. So I like to think of it as, if you think you can, you will. She also said there are four kinds of people in this world, and I love this. She says, those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, those who wonder what happened, and those who don't know that anything happened. I want to be that first one. I want to make things happen. Now, I'm hoping that you don't think that this episode is all about a guarantee to success. The movie Field of Dreams, where the guy keeps hearing in his head, if you build it, they will come. Well, goals aren't like, if you dream it, it will happen. You have to work at it. You have to build it. So if you build it, you will have success. Clearly, the mere act of creating a specific goal will not secure instant triumph. But you have to start somewhere. Like learning archery, before aiming at the target, you must put all the incremental goals to work. Like learning to hold the bow and draw back the arrow. You're, you're reaching your goal may not happen right on schedule, but consider the alternative. You will never hit the bullseye if you don't at least aim at it. So if you want to win the race, it's essential that you envision the finish line and go that distance. But don't forget that you must be willing to accept the hard work and long-range planning that comes with it. Richard Bach, in his book Illusions, wrote, You are never given a wish without also being given the power to make it come true. You may have to work for it, however. And as you're working for it, don't get discouraged. You don't worry about who's ahead of you or when your time will come. Just keep growing, learning, and preparing. Also, I want to talk to you about a little bit of inner chatter and how to program your mind for success. 
There are a couple words that I would encourage you to take out of your vocabulary. One is try. For instance, I will try to make it to your party. Well, coach, I'm trying, but I'm trying the best I can. Now think of that, of that word try and replace it to do. I'm doing my best or will. I will come to your party. You see, trying is just an action. Doing is the result. For instance, try and stand up right now. Now, if you just stood up, you it wasn't a try action. It was a doing action. So now try to stand up. I mean, give it your best effort. Use your arms and try and push up. Uh, put your legs under you and give it strength. Use your core. I mean, really try to stand up. But don't stand up. Just try. Doesn't work. Now, stand up. So, I think you might get the picture there. Another word, I think, uh, or phrase, I think you should take out of your vocabulary is, I hope. I hope to make it to your party. I hope I can finish my chores today. You know, all of that is code for, I'm trying to be nice, but it's not going to happen. So, mind positioning can make a big difference in your goal achievement. So all of that comes into play when you're thinking about your writing. And, you know, one of the things that happens often with people is that they have negative goals. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're constantly looking down when you write and your coach is telling you, don't look down. So you tell yourself, don't look down. So what happens? You look down. Why is that? Because your brain is programmed to hear the last few words and remember those. Your brain will remember, look down. So then without even thinking, you look down. Now I'm going to give you a personal example of this. I was at a raining show and um, my turn was coming up. I was sitting at the out gate waiting and watching the couple of people ahead of me. And my coach says, Sandy, are you watching them? And I said, yes, I am. And I see that they're breaking pattern. And she goes, right. You're supposed to run down, slide stop, and then back up. But what the people ahead of me were doing is they were running down, slide stopping, and then rolling back and loping off. So she says, Sandy, be sure you don't roll back and lope off. I said, I got it. So what happens? (laughs) You probably can guess it. I rode down, did my slide stop and rolled back. My brain heard stop and roll back. So that's what happened. Now, if you doubt this, try a little experiment of your own. Right now, say out loud to yourself, don't think of a pink Christmas tree. Now, how'd that work out for you? I bet you there's a pink Christmas tree right in the middle of your brain as we speak. So getting back to my slide stop and roll back, all I would have had to say, and my coach would have had to say to make it better for me, is to say, okay, I would say to myself, okay, Sandy, do your rundown, stop, and back. Then my brain would have heard that, and consequently my body would have complied, in theory anyway. A funny story about this whole scenario is that when I was little, uh, unknowingly, I had this figured out. 
and my mother would tell me not to do something, and then, of course, I would do it. Uh, and I would tell her I didn't hear her say, don't. So she would say, Sandy, don't climb that tree. And then when I would climb the tree, she said, I told you not to. And I said, oh, I thought I just, I thought I heard you say, climb the tree. So <laughs> I, uh, I unknowingly had that all figured out. Now, yet another negative connotation to goal making is that sometimes we tell ourselves we're not worthy of success. So it's important that when you make your goal, give yourself permission to achieve it. And then surround yourself with positive people. Stay away from the negative people that will tell you that you can't ever do that and and how would you think you could. Say your goal out loud so that you do feel a commitment and that you do feel an accountability. But say it out loud to the positive people, the ones that always have your back, the ones that believe in you. And please believe in yourself. As a coach and a trainer, I get to be privy to many people's goals. And there's so many different goals for each one and, you know, and personal. And, you know, I, I like that. I like to see what brings people to life and in what is in their soul and in their heart. Example is my neighbor, I happen to be talking to one day and she said that she's afraid of horses and she said I'm not just a little nervous around horses I am afraid of horses and she said I wish I could overcome that I said I can help you and she said no no one can help me this is bigger than you realize so I said well meet me at the barn next week and prepare yourself and uh, well why don't we get started on it she was very hesitant but she did say she would do it So I'll never forget this day because I'm sitting in the office of my barn and the door kind of creeps open a little bit and she has her, just her head through the doorway and she says, uh, should I come in? And I said, well, of course. And she got halfway through the door and stopped and she said, are there any horses nearby? And I said, no, they're, they're not in my office. So she tentatively walks in. And she was shaking from head to toe. I mean, a real fear. And she said, well, where are the horses? And I said, well, there's some through this door into the barn in the alleyway. And there's stalls and there's some out in the pastures. So I said, just come sit down and let's talk about your goal. And so we talked about her not wanting to be afraid of horses. And that was her ultimate goal. Now past the middle ground, we'll fast forward. This has been a little over a month. She is now actually mounting a horse. You're not riding it yet, but she has gotten on it. It took so many incremental goals. I mean, one was just to be able to walk through the barn aisle and let the horses hang their heads out the stalls without her being petrified to leading the horse, petting the horse, and doing ground maneuvers with the horse, taking it out for a walk, and haltering the horse, I mean, it's just been an amazing journey for her, and I'm so proud of her, and she is so excited. So now she has upgraded her goal to be able to ride. At first, it was just, I don't want to be afraid of horses. And you know, sometimes, you know, your goals that you make with your horses definitely cross over to your life and your other experiences in life. And for her, this was a big, big thing because now 
she she knows that she can conquer other fears that she has outside of the horse world. So that was this is just extremely exciting. I have another uh, student that her goal is to take her horse to the world championships, and so you know that's way different. And so she's doing her incremental goals now and preparing her horse for that. I have another one that her goal is to get her horse fit, healthy, and sound. And so she's taking all the measures that it does take between the, you know, exercising it daily, uh, tending to its sore leg, to giving it supplements. And and then, you know, I have another one that feels like she needs to bond better with her horse because she goes out in the pasture and she can't catch him. So her goal is to have that horse trot to her when she comes to the gate of the pasture. So you can see that there are so many different kinds of goals. And, you know, you, I think I mentioned this before, but you are the author of your story and that will never change. So to wrap it up, I want to encourage you this day, this week, this month, and this year to continue to make goals for yourself, whether it be to clean out a refrigerator or learn how to take a horse over a six-foot jump. Take the time to identify what your desires are and put a detailed goal right in front of you so that you can obtain it. Get help. Visualize. Don't be afraid to commit to that goal and to speak it out loud. And folks, remember this. You are never given a wish without also giving the power to make it come true. You may have to work for it, however. I personally am working hard with my podcasting. My goal is to reach as many people as I can. Specifically, I would like to have a thousand listeners this week. And you can help. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and share it with others that you think might enjoy it. Then give me a thumbs up and a rating. And remember to email me whenever you want to. I'm here for you. I would like to help you with any of your horse-related projects that you might have going on. So, until next time, my friends, may all your blues be ribbons. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by The Coach House, a quaint little cottage on a 50-acre ranch with all the amenities and pleasures that you could think of. If you would like to make a reservation with The Coach House, Contact Airbnb and type in The Coach House, Aubrey, Texas. Thanks for listening.